This is Radio Free HPC, and I'm here with Larry Jones from Seagate. How are you doing today, sir? Absolutely fabulous. Well, great, great. You know, we normally just do this on the phone with radio, but uh, we got a nice camera crew here, so I thought, you know, let's find out what's going on with Seagate, so why don't we take it from there? What's new at SC15? We're completely revamping and expanding our product line here at, uh, at Supercomputing 15 here in lovely Austin, although it's a bit rainy today, but uh, we'll overlook that. It's, uh, it's um, really a major expansion uh, from what we have been. We've been known as a, a first-class luster supplier, but we're now moving uh, much more broadly, sticking to HPC storage. Uh, but adding GPFS to our lineup and also adding a uh, tier two storage and object store for uh, HPC storage. Okay, okay, and I know my friends at IBM would want me to remind everybody that GPFS is now known as IBM Spectrum Scale. Fair enough. Same, yes. <laughs> but that, that sounds pretty exciting. So the expansion of your ecosystem, um, you know, because GPFS does a lot of things that Luster simply didn't, right? Yeah, we, what we found is that there's typically sort of two different customers. In the core sort of HPC markets of research, academia, uh, weather for instance, hardcore luster users, they love the scalability, uh, the cost factor is important to these folks. On the other hand, as you move into more commercial environments, uh, think about life science here, financial services, these folks uh, want to do things like, oh, back up their data. Uh, so the Features in uh, spectrum scale, uh, like um, snapshots, for instance, integration with Tivoli, the HSM integration, those are all highly valued in uh, these other parts of the market. Okay, well, uh, I brought your slides up. Why don't we go through that and find out, you know, all you the announcements for the week? I did? Okay. <laughs> well, give me the pitch like, like I was on the phone. Fair enough. So again, it's a uh, major update to our product line here. Uh, one thing that I failed to mention that is uh, pretty important is we're introducing a new disk drive. Being from Seagate, yeah, that probably doesn't surprise you, but it's the first disk drive to our knowledge that's ever been introduced at supercomputing at all in the history. And the reason for this is this drive was designed specifically for big data requirements. And we'll go into that in a bit more detail, but that's the other announcement that's happening here. So uh, three new versions of our cluster store product line. Uh, the L300, it's our next generation Luster platform. It's uh, our current generation is running kind of five out of six of the systems that are running over a terabyte a second. So this takes it up the next level. Then, as I said, we, uh, we added uh, IBM Spectrum Scale to the lineup here to address those more commercial markets. Uh, so that's the Cluster Store G200. And then we have the Cluster Store A200. That's our tiered archive product. So for customers who uh, have bought a primary storage system and then are looking to, what do I do with this big data? If I put it on tape, it's pretty much gone to cold storage for good. On the other hand, if I have an active archive, I can get it back, reprocess it, reuse it uh, uh, relatively quickly. So let's dive into the, uh, the L300, the Cluster Store L300 product. Uh, it's a major performance upgrade for the system, so it increases the performance uh, by somewhere between a third and a half, depending on uh, which uh, disk drive complement you uh, choose. 
Uh, and importantly, once you've got the uh, performance in the system, then you need to get it out to your users. And so we've upgraded the uh, network interface as well. The network interface moves to um, EDR, 100 gigabit EDR, and Omnipath. So Intel's uh, new network interface will also be made available on the L300 in uh, day one. One of the other things that we're hearing very consistently across Luster, GPFS, everywhere we go is, you know, increasingly my workloads are mixed. You know, gone are the days when it was just streaming I.O. Really, these days I'm looking at uh, much more of a mixed workload. Can you help me out with that? So we're doing some things there to help uh, the mixed workload performance on, on Luster. Like you mixes us file sizes like small, lots of small files, lots of big files. Exactly. That, yeah. So typically, it's been just give me a gigabyte file, and I'm going to uh, dump it off to storage. Uh, checkpointing, for instance, is the classical uh, use case here. But increasingly, people are saying, well, you know, there's just a wide array of file sizes and usages that I'm putting this. Uh, um, compute system to work for, and I need my storage system to be able to keep up with that. Uh, so, uh, I mentioned the uh, new disk drive. So, this is the cluster store HPC drive, is what we're calling it. And it's the secret, uh, or one of the secrets to handling these uh, mixed workloads. It's a four terabyte drive, uh, uh, four terabyte SAS, but it's um, interestingly a 10K RPM drive. So typically what you find in this environment is 5200 or 7200 drives. This is a uh, 10K drive, but at a capacity that's much larger than you've typically found 10K drives in the past, because that's what re is required for uh, HPC and other big data workloads. It's also a hybrid drive. So as you can see here with these uh, graphs, certainly it speeds up the uh, sequential performance by about 50%. It does roughly the same thing for random read IOPS, but the random write IOPS uh, increased by a factor of uh, between three and four. And so that improvement is really uh, driven by uh, internal to the drive is um, a flash tier, and that flash hybrid tier allows uh, for much better uh, random write performance as well. So this is integral and part of uh, both the Luster and GPFS offering uh, that we're bringing to market. Okay, so the small block accelerator is another feature we've added to our cluster store platform. So it will be available to both Luster and GPFS. Uh, what it does is act as a filter driver as data is coming into the system. Uh, it figures out what the small data packets are and peels those off and writes those to flash. So you get the benefit of flash for those small random writes. Large sequential writes go straight through and down to disk. So it uses the media uh, to its best advantage. Importantly, we're also moving to the next generation of networking for the Luster system. So uh, uh, we move to the next generation uh, CPU, uh, a Haswell-class CPU. This is for our embedded storage controllers. Uh, they're embedded in each storage building block, so you don't have external servers that you have to mess around with wires and cables that are relentlessly always either wrong or failed. Uh, so it's embedded right in the storage uh, system. 
And then, of course, you need to get that data back out. So uh, there's a PCI slot that's available for either OmniPath or uh, uh, Mellanox EDR. And uh, it will also support, of course, 100 gigabit Ethernet as that becomes available. So all of the networks have been upgraded from uh, 54 right up to 100 uh, gigabit in this generation of the product. We are also addressing a new um, version of our secure product for Luster. So this is really designed for uh, primarily uh, the defense and intelligence agencies, uh, and it really implements a, um, a security protocol developed by the NSA uh, called multi-level security. Uh, so this is designed to fit into the ecosystem of MLS-enabled databases and other uh, tools that uh, are available in that uh, secure part of the market. And what this does is provide the secure storage. So all data is labeled before it goes to disk. Those labels are read as they come back. And unless you have the appropriate security, the appropriate security role, uh, you'll not be able to get access to that data. So we introduced a new version of this on our latest hardware platform with some important software and uh, security updates. I'm moving right along to uh, Spectrum Scale, that uh, actor also known as uh, GPFS uh, from our friends at IBM. Uh, it's using the same platform that we've developed for Luster, so it has all of the goodness that has been developed over the last five years as we've rolled out the Cluster Store platform, but in this case we've now added GPFS to the mix, again as we discussed earlier, for particularly those more commercial markets where uh, they need the broad feature set that Spectrum Scale provides. Uh, Again, some of the differences between what we're doing and what other folks are doing are really delivering, uh, first and foremost, the only declustered RAID platform uh, for uh, spectrum scale on an x86 platform. And why you care about that is because we're delivering eight terabyte drives now. 10 terabyte drives, trust me, are right around the corner. And it takes approximately a day and a half with traditional RAID to get that uh, failed drive uh, reconstructed or rebuilt. With our declustered grid RAID uh, capability, uh, that happens in less than six hours, even on a 10 terabyte drive. So uh, that's a pretty important feature. And also, uh, we have implemented both the flash for um, metadata in GPFS. And again, why you care about that is uh, more often than not, you find in these workloads a lot of small, mixed, random uh, I.O. And what we've done is create a pool of storage inside of GPFS that is dedicated to uh, metadata. And so if I'm creating a file, deleting a file, or modifying it, that happens out of flash rather than having to go all the way down to disk and back. And so again, uh, really making it easy to handle those mixed workloads so people don't have to have separate storage systems or buy the wrong storage system for their particular environment. So those are really uh, only found in the uh, Seagate environment. Uh, this is an example of how we're uh, implementing that uh, uh, flash environment, so we have either two or four SSDs inside the 
uh, storage system itself. So as the uh, storage servers, the controllers, the NS NSDs write their data uh, metadata out, it automatically goes to the metadata pool on Flash, and then the user data goes off to the uh, spinning media. And we spoke about grid RAID, and again, what we do with grid RAID is use all of the drives in one of the drawers in the system, so all 41 drives in that drawer uh, as a RAID pool, and that's the secret that allows us, instead of a RAID group of, say, 10 drives, uh, we have four times as many drives to spread that work over which gives us the advantage in terms of rebuilding those failed drives. And the importance there is uh, not only to get yourself back in uh, full protection, but also um, if you're writing stripes broadly over uh, LUNs that have failed drives in them, you're typically going to run across that slow LUN, and that slow LUN is going to actually decrease the performance of the entire stripe, not just the one that happens to be uh, in reconstruction mode. So getting back up to uh, full coverage also gets you back up to full speed. So last but not least, the A200. So this is our Tier 2. This is the system that allows us to uh, leverage uh, initially the Luster HSM system, which uh, was brought uh, into the Luster ecosystem in uh, Luster 2.5. So Robinhood is the policy manager, uh, the various data movers. What we've done is create a custom data mover uh, for our A200 system. And it allows us to, under policy control, move data out to that second tier of storage. Then as the user uh, needs access to that data, so they go and open a, a file which actually isn't on the primary storage system anymore, it will automatically go out, pull it from the A200, uh, and bring it back at uh, speeds up to 10 gigabytes a second. So uh, if you think about tape where you would be screaming at one gigabyte a second, this is uh, uh, much, much faster access to the system. And that's really why you would deploy a second tier, because if you don't need that performance, tape is going to be less costly for that cold storage kind of application. So for the Cluster Store A200, Basically, we present an alternative to uh, customers who have large data sets for their HPC system. And we say, well, if that data that you have on that primary storage system is going to be active, you're going to need to get it back. Uh, what's the performance that you need uh, for that data? The second side of the coin is, well, if I need to um, uh, put in a second tier, it better be a whole lot cheaper than primary storage. Otherwise, you know, why bother? I'll just expand my primary storage. Since we make primary storage, we're very good with that choice as well. But uh, uh, this is really designed to sit uh, between primary storage and tape and provide both an economic and a performance uh, benefit to the end customer. And part of how we do that is with uh, an erasure coding, which is kind of the next generation of our grid raid uh, that I spoke to you about just earlier, and we're able to stripe across uh, the entire rack of drives in the storage system. And even though we're only using 10 gigabit connections, it's all very low cost, a single controller uh, per storage unit. Uh, because we can use the aggregate of all of that, those resources to get your data back for you, we can still deliver uh, 10 gigabytes a second or more uh, from that storage system.
And so that's really the functionality that's provided by our HSM uh, system, being able to let the users uh, under policy control move that data off to that second tier and then bring it back automagically uh, when they need it uh, simply by opening the file. So that's really the roundup. Uh, you know, three uh, new products. One is a major update of our existing Luster product, and then adding both uh, Spectrum Scale slash GPFS, and then our uh, A200 uh, tiered archive. This is exciting. I mean, it is, uh, as you said, uh, this is a real comprehensive soup to nuts. Everything's new this year from Seagate, sounds like. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a busy year back in uh, in the R&D area in uh, Seagate, but uh, we think it's going to be a, a good year going forward. Well, I want to thank you, Larry, for sharing this with us, and I hope you have a great show here in Austin, Texas. We're really looking forward to it. Austin is one of my favorite towns anyway, but then to have supercomputing in Austin, it's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, that's it for the Rich Report, folks. Stay tuned for more news and information on high-performance computing.